welcome to God in the Wild, a podcast released through the Idlewild Presbyterian Church podcast channel. This episode is a part of our Advent series, released every week over the course of the Advent season. Each episode features a member of Idlewild sharing their stories of Advent and Christmas seasons throughout their lives, and how these stories have shaped their faith today. I am Elizabeth Doolin, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Brown Martin, and I'm happy to share my Christmas memories, my favorite Christmas memories. My favorite memories are from when I was a kid, so we're talking about 40 plus years ago, dating myself, but the Brown family Christmas was pretty much Father Knows Best, Leave It to Beaver, Um, but there were a few essential things to the Brown family Christmas. Number one, the Grinch. My dad and I had a yearly date to watch The Grinch together. Um, Still one of my favorites. And he would act and talk like The Grinch. Uh, I am the Grinch who stole Christmas, little girl. Like that. So I love that memory of him acting like The Grinch. The second thing was we lived on a farm in rural Georgia. And we had property that had lots of trees, including cedars of all different kinds. So usually my brother, my dad, and I would go hunting for the tree while mom prepared, you know, the room for wherever we were going to put the tree when we dragged it back. So we'd head out through the woods sometime, always for a live tree, of course. Um, Well, you can't get an artificial tree in the woods. But anyway, always got a live tree. And usually my dad would take a chainsaw, of course, to cut it down and we'd drag it back to the house or drag it back to the truck and drive it back to the house. Dogs in tow. One year I remember though, my dad had been on a hunting trip somewhere and brought my brother a machete. Of course, this was previous to 9-11. So about October, I think Halloween, my mom said, Michael, my brother, who's younger than me, was just so anxious to use his new machete, and he was bound to determine he was going to cut down a Christmas tree on Halloween. Of course, my mom squashed that because she knew it would dry out and not be any good by Christmas, which was a good thing because my dad always would build a roaring fire in our wood-burning fireplace and the tree was close so um, we couldn't let it get too dry. In fact his fire was so big we couldn't even hang our stockings on the fireplace. I remember when Santa came the stockings were in in our stack of gifts or toys or on our bike or whatever we had gotten from Christmas because I guess the fire would have burned up the stockings. <laughs> so, um, Back to the tree getting though, once we got the tree home, uh, mom would pop popcorn while we were gone and when we got back she would have popcorn and cranberries and needle and thread and we would all sit at the table and string the popcorn and then the cranberry popcorn, then a cranberry. Of course, we ate a lot of the popcorn. 
but I remember sitting at the table for hours stringing the popcorn and the cranberries together. And then of course we all helped decorate the tree. Um, we used to have those icicles that you'd buy in the package. And I remember, you know, my dad picking up my brother who was always so tiny, being able to pick him up and get him to throw the icicles on the top and my mom collects angels and so we always had a lot of angels on the tree and I just remember all four of us being together and decorating the tree together and laughing and having a great time. So then when Christmas Eve finally arrived, uh, my cousins from Athens would come my mom's sister and her husband and my two cousins, Stephanie and Mandy, would all come to our house. And they had this, as we called it, a woody station wagon. You know, the station wagons that had the wood grain on the doors going down the sides. <laughs> they would drive up in that. And the kids didn't know, and of course I didn't either at the time because I was still a kid, but they had all their gifts in the back under a blanket, hidden, and um, the kids just were oblivious to that. The gifts were right there under their noses. But they would come, and Christmas Eve was our family time to really celebrate Christmas together. We would have lunch, a huge lunch, pretty much the same thing as we had for Thanksgiving. My mom really worked hard. Um, we would have turkey and ham and dressing and sweet potatoes and green beans and all the usual fixings that we had at Thanksgiving. We would have again at Christmas, so that was a big treat. And after we all ate together, and sometimes that would include my grandmother, my great aunt, my grandfather, um, sometimes they would be there too. So all of us would eat and then we would all gather together to read and act out the Christmas story. So I was the oldest of the four kids, and um, so that meant that I usually was assigned to read the Christmas story from the Bible. And so I didn't have to get dressed up usually. But my younger cousins, my cousin Stephanie was Mary, and my brother Michael was Joseph, and then little Mandy usually was the angel. And so we had this trunk in my mom and dad's room full of all these old gowns and dresses and things that we would play dress up in. And so we'd all go back there and try to figure out how we were going to create Mary, Joseph, and the angel. And so usually it was my brother getting some kind of towel to wrap around his head, um, wearing a bathrobe, sometimes my dad's robe, which would be, you know, 18 times bigger than he needed to wear. And then Stephanie, being Mary, would usually find some kind of dress or gown or robe of some or something of my mom's. And then Mandy, the angel, 
she had this infatuation with these silky nightgowns my mom had. So she would put on one of them and we'd have to pin it up so she wouldn't trip over it while she was walking because she was tiny also. And then she'd get another one to wrap around her head. And then we'd try to fashion like using wire coat hangers or whatever we could find, fashion them into some kind of wings. And somehow, I don't even remember how we attached them. I think we put a belt like around her and the, and the hangers, who knows. But anyway, we made all these costumes. And then at some point when we said we were ready, everyone would gather in the living room and we would read the and act out the uh, the nativity, the Christmas story, and that is something that I will always remember, um, and really enjoyed and and got a kick out of doing. Especially as I got older, then you know I got too cool to do it, and I just you know I was too old to do it anymore. So Stephanie became the reader, and then Michael and Mandy were Mary and Joseph, and then when they got older, then you know. We didn't have anybody to do it then because nobody wanted to do it anymore. <laughs> but that was fun. I always enjoyed my cousins and my aunt and uncle and, and other extended family coming to, to uh, our home for Christmas. We grew up in a really small town and went to a Presbyterian church that had on a good Sunday, a, on a really good Sunday, maybe 50 people in attendance. And our minister lived in the Atlanta area so he or yeah he we never had a she he was about one or two hours away and so we didn't have Christmas service unless Christmas fell on a Sunday so we kind of just had our own church at home reading the story and talking about it and uh, and acting it out so um one particular Christmas my grandmother got a three-wheel bicycle from my grandfather and they had it there at the house so of course I'm going to try to ride it and without getting any instructions from anyone because I figure you know it's a bike I've ridden a bike all, all my life what's the big deal about this one well this particular one had hand brakes and my bike had foot brakes so I come flying down our driveway which was um, asphalt and concrete and kind of downhill to the carport area. And I try to slam on the brakes, or I do slam on the brakes, the handbrakes, and the three-wheel bicycle uh, topples over, putting my mouth right on the concrete driveway. And at the time, I didn't think I was that injured, but I ran into the house and looked in the mirror, and I had chipped my front tooth. So then, of course, I was devastated started crying like crazy and um, I never have had that tooth capped so I still have that that built up front tooth from that Christmas on my grandmother's three-wheel bicycle. One other crazy thing that happened was one time I came home from college or when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky after I graduated from Ole Miss and as soon as I drove up in the driveway my mother walked out of the door, slipped on some ice, fell, and broke her wrist. So I didn't even get in the house. My brother came running out. My dad, he was a pilot. I think he was flying that night or he was gone. But Michael and I got my mom into my car with all my stuff I had brought home. 
and drove to um, Baptist Hospital, Baptist DeSoto, and um, she had to have surgery. So we spent that Christmas, that must have been 1994 or so, um, we spent that Christmas in the hospital. So the, the, the three-wheel bike accident and my mom's accident were really the two only things I can think of that were not normal for the Brown family Christmas. As I got older and after I got married to David, um, then I had never had children of my own, but then I had children to celebrate Christmas with. And when I married David, Melissa was 10, Clayton was 18, so never really got to see him through the eyes of a child at Christmas. But Melissa being 10, it was fun enjoying Christmas, watching her experience all the fun and and excitement of Christmas and now that I'm 53 when we all join for Christmas together now my brother has three daughters two of whom are married one who has a one-year-old son and um, so this year will really be exciting for Christmas to watch Luke experience Christmas or experience everything for us to watch him uh, the eyes of the child one of the the things I remember most about Christmas as an adult is one time we had been to church on Christmas Eve this is after we moved to to Sinatobia Mississippi Um, we started having church at the Presbyterian Church in Sinatobia on Christmas Eve And so we would always go there. Our whole family would go. And we had come home from church, and my dad was just sitting there. I think we were opening gifts or something. But my dad just kind of out of nowhere just was like, do you all realize how significant and how important and how just amazing this Christmas story is? And he closed his eyes and and kind of pumped his fist like, it is just the most astounding thing to think about that God sent his son to take the form of a man and save us from all of our sins. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting choked up. Um, My dad died in October of this year, and um, so I'm missing him a little bit right now. But his passion in him saying that will stick with me always. And it is such the most astounding thing to think about. That Jesus came and was born to die for you and me. So Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have an idea for a future episode of God in the Wild, please contact me, Elizabeth Doolin, at edoolin at idlewildchurch.org. We hope that each of you have a blessed Advent and a Merry Christmas. May God be with you in the wild.